let's see. Whoa, what is going on in here? Hank, Hank. Hey, what has happened to the Jat Studio? What do you mean? Well, I mean, look at it. Yeah. It's a mess. If people could, I, well, they can't see it, but if they could see, it's a mess. What do you got? Food? What is that? Pizza? On on my ratchet and Clank statue? Well, you know, Clank wanted some pizza. No, don't. No, okay. All right. Come on. Clank, he wanted some pizza there. How could, first off, it's a statue. Yeah, but you know. And you got a pepperoni on his head. I thought it was cute. Okay, stop that. And Obi-Wan, what? You put like bunny ears and an arrow through the head on Obi-Wan. Well, you're a Steve Martin fan. Yeah. So I thought that, we, you know, we... Okay, uh, yeah, I am a Steve Martin fan. Steve Martin wore an arrow through his head and the bunny ears and all that. Fine, but, you know, Obi-Wan looks kind of silly there with that on there. And and what... Why are there wires coming out of Titus, my, my Titus action figure? Yeah, but push, push on his chest there. What did you do to him? Push on the chest, do it. Okay, push on the chest. What, what's going to happen? What? See, now he laughs. When you push on the button, he laughs. Yeah, that's funny, and people are going to want that now. That's clever. So you actually do know how to wire some things up, just nothing that I want. What? That's a laughing Titus action figure now people are going to want. You uh, tell me people aren't going to want that? No, I'm telling you people will want that. The fact that they don't have one is amazing, but I have one now, thanks to you. I thought you'd be happy. Look, no, it's nice. I mean, you kind of, you cut into it. That was a limited edition action figure, and now you've cut into it and put... And why are the wires sticking out? Well, there wasn't enough room. Okay, all right. Come on, hit it again. I don't want to hit it again. You actually, you kind of want to hit the button again, don't you? All right, whatever. I'll hit the button again. It's not working. Oh, there it is. Yeah, like Yuna laughing in the background there, too. I said, okay, whatever. Anyways, all right, that's very clever. That's funny, Hank. All right. And why is... Why? 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 Why does everything smell like onions? Really? You gotta ask? Yeah, onion sandwich. Okay. I leave and go to Star Wars Celebration for a little while, and this is what happens to the Jat Studio. Well, you know, I was uh, I was recording my podcast and okay yeah you the hank cast yeah talking to me self talking to me <laughs> talking to me self i i be talking to me self what are you a pirate now yeah i should do like a pirate one argy bargy argy bargy that's not what pirate part pirates say arg argy bargy okay you actually have kind of a piratey voice though i could i could see that yeah. Well, okay, but anyways, this is you got to clean this up cuz I have a I have an episode now. See, here's the thing, Hank. Yeah. I was supposed to be back yesterday. Well, no, I mean the day before yesterday. I was supposed to be back Sunday. Yeah. It's so today is April 16th. It's Tuesday. The the podcast comes out tomorrow, April 17th. Yeah, it comes out on the Wednesdays. But now you switched to every other Wednesday through uh, the next couple months while you make your movies and stuff. Bleh. Hank! What? Stop that. Well, I was just an uh, onion sandwich. Would you? 
Yes, I am. We are going to an every other, for those of you that uh, don't know, although I mentioned it on the last podcast, for the next couple of months, uh, the Jackcast will be every other week. And my apologies. I know so many of you love it and listen to it every week. And we will get back to a weekly thing. But for now, it's going to be a every other week thing while I make this film that I'm making. And uh, also, you know, summer time and stuff and getting some time with my family and everything. But I'm going to try to get ahead as much as I can. But for now, see, here, here's the deal, Hank, uh, before you burped and everything. Uh, I was supposed to come home Sunday. And Chicago, we, I was in, so, okay, let me back up completely to the beginning. Everybody, hello, welcome to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Uh, I just walked in after being gone for almost a week and my studio is a mess because Hank, the engineer, uh, the show's engineer. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, that's you. Hello, 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 hello. Okay, you're pushing it now, buddy. Uh, our engineer has made a mess of my studio while, while I was gone. Why did my wife and daughter let you in? Well, I told no. I, I, I told them that I had some wiring and stuff to do. So you lied to them. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do that. Well, I did. I, I no. I rewired some things, though. What did you rewire? Well, I, I took the headphones there. Yeah. And I plugged it in through the other headphone jack. Because there's two headphone jacks. There's one and two. Yeah. And you put headphone jack one into two. Yeah. You're, you're laughing. Yeah. Because. So that was that was your rewiring you did of the studio? Yeah, yeah, the, uh, the rewire. That way I'm not lying to anybody. Okay. Yeah. And they just let you come in and just do all this. Yeah, you know, your daughter Lydia's... Uh, Lydia, not Lydia's. She's not... She, there's not two of her. Yeah, she, she thinks I'm funny. And she comes in and she says, Hello, 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 hello. That's you doing Lydia's voice? Well, yeah, she's got a little... Hello, 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 hello. I can't get that. I, my voice doesn't go down that that high. It doesn't go down that high? Yeah. You mean up that high? What'd I say? Down. No, it goes up. What are you talking about? Okay. All right. Anyways, I'm trying to explain to everybody. I was in Chicago for Star Wars Celebration, which is the big Star Wars uh, convention that usually happens every other year, but now I guess, and they've made so big announcements. I guess they've they've made an announcement. It's going to be back in Anaheim in 2020, which is nice because if I get invited, which I hope I do, I hope I get invited uh, in Anaheim. That's just down the road for me. That's not a that's not a big. In fact, my family is in Anaheim right now. My wife and my daughter are at Disneyland today. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's yeah. And so, what you've been just like sleeping in here too, by the way, because uh, you were just like passed out on the floor from. Too many onion sandwiches is what it looked like. Well, you know, no, I was watching your YouTube stuff and all, and then I, I kind of fell asleep in here. All right. There's a comfortable chair. Okay, thank you. Anyways. So you're back. Yeah, I'm back. Uh, how was it? Well, it was fine, but so let me explain. This is, we're like, what, six minutes into the show. I haven't explained anything. Okay, so I get back. I was supposed to be back Sunday, but Chicago had a blizzard. It was like Groundhog Day. I thought I was going to wake up to the blizzard and, and have to relive. Although, you know, if you got to relive a day, reliving Star Wars Celebration, that's that wouldn't be bad, right? Anyways, uh, especially uh, Sunday, because Sunday was the big Clone Wars Day. But um, so there was a blizzard and everybody's flights got canceled. And so they they said I wasn't going to fly out of there till Tuesday, which is today. But the wonderful folks at Tops, Mark Von Olin and his staff and Alyssa... Miller did an amazing job. Alyssa, 
Alyssa was uh, the one that, you know, corralled all of us uh, celebrity guests and got us into cars and took us back and forth and did all of that and got us into our, our hotel rooms and, and scheduled everything. And, and Mark Von Olin, who uh, over there at Tops, who just does a fantastic job, he just he and his staff, his crew, they all were just amazing. And I thank them all so much from the bottom of my heart. Any of you uh, looking for autographs of Obi-Wan Kenobi, go to Tops. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's the place. That's the one and only place you can get my autograph. And uh, there you go. But we had a great time. And so they arranged, uh, Alyssa worked, I'm telling you, into the uh, the wee hours of the night. It was after one o'clock in the morning uh, where I, 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 her and I were talking still uh, on Sunday. And she ended up getting me a flight out Monday in the afternoon on a different airline than I normally fly and all of that. And they took care of me and they got me in there and on a flight and back home. It was kind of amazing. And uh, everybody, everybody was having trouble because of the big weather thing. And the crazy part about the weather was the next day after the blizzard, it was sunny <laughs> and everything was melted and stuff. That was only, by the way, here's a Jat fun fact. Oh, we should have a, uh, an announcer for that. Hey, let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy's older, other older brother, not Charlton and not Jake, the announcer guy and not George, the announcer guy. But did we have, I think we had like old school film projector announcer guy at one point too, but this will be more of the, the Phil Hartman-y kind of uh, announcer guy. We'll call him Phil. Let's bring him in. Hey, Phil. Hello, James. How are you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm doing an announcer voice when I talk to you. Hey, can you do the little It's a Jat fun fact? Of course I can. Now, it's a Jat fun fact. Fun fact. Thank you. You got it, James. I'm going to go now. They all say that. Okay, uh, so Jat fun fact. What was I going to say? <laughs> I don't remember. What was my Jat fun fact? Oh, here it is. The Jap fun fact is, uh, I was in this blizzard. That was only the third time in my life I've been in snow. Yep. I've only been in the snow, and the, the other two times I was in the snow were within the same week, and they were five years ago, back in 2015. 2015? Yeah, yeah four or five years ago then. Was that? Yeah, it was four, four years, four-ish years ago. Uh, yeah, actually, it was four years ago. Yeah, because it was when I got my, the last time I got a cold. It was four years ago. Sorry. And I went to New York and it snowed and I walked through Central Park at night alone in the snow and it was wonderful and quiet. Then the next week I went and got on a plane and flew to Colorado and I went to um, a, a ransomed heart. I've talked about John Eldridge. I went, oh, and I had Alan Arnold on my show here, my dear friend, Alan Arnold, and he helped actually arrange to get me uh, over to the uh, boot camp. They do the wild at heart boot camps with John Eldridge. And I went to Colorado. And I did that. I was there with a bunch of, so it was, it's, it's a, um, they call it a boot camp. It's essentially, it was a, it's a, a Christian retreat and it was me and I don't know how many hundreds of other men, several hundred men all up in, in this beautiful, uh, hills, uh, the mountains of Colorado, the Rocky mountains, snow and everything talking about how to be uh, better men, better fathers, better husbands, better friends, and, uh, all of that. And it was, uh, it was very cool. Um, and then I got home and got incredibly sick. 
I was, I was actually, and my flight was delayed. I was held over in San Francisco the night for the night. And I think that's what actually did it. I think that's when I caught a cold because it was just like one too many days. And I had, I was totally, totally unprepared because my bags were checked and I had no clothes with me. And I was like, you know, it was terrible and there was no food and uh, all that. That was when I got, when I was leaving Colorado and I, I, it, they flew me into San Francisco and held me overnight in San Francisco. And it was, a, that was a mess. But anyways, uh, you know, weather happens. You can't, you can't blame the airlines for that. They do their best. And so that's what happened here on uh, Sunday, way off on a tangent. Hey, Mr. Uh, announcer guy, Phil. Yes, James. Say, it's a jet tangent. It's a jet tangent. Thank you. You got it. Okay. I actually, you know what? I should call him Joe because he sounds more like my friend Joe Cipriano. Hey, Phil. Yeah, James. I'm going to call you Joe instead, okay? Okay, James. That sounds great. I'll be Joe now. I'm going to Joe now. <laughs> I got it. I got what you did there. Okay. So, the, um, so I got snowed in and all that and then uh, came home, got home yesterday. So I'm, I'm home a day later and it kind of throws everything off. It's a long way around to say 13 minutes into the show uh, that I'm now uh, <laughs> a day off. The, the podcast comes out tomorrow and you're getting it here. So I need to I need to uh, do it all now. So what will I do on today's podcast? Well, I'll recap my time at Star Wars Celebration. I'll tell you some stories and take you behind the scenes of my time there. And we'll take some of your emails uh, with um, hey, Bob, 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 Bob. Oh, yes, yes, James. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, no, 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 Bob. I was just saying. Later on in the show, you'll come in and we'll do the emails. Oh, I thought you were calling me. No, no, not right now. You go back out and, and have a good time, okay? Okay, James. I'm going to go now. You're trying to be like the announcer guy. Yeah, what'd you think? Yeah, it was good. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. So I don't know if you can hear. I'm hearing my voice. My voice. Boy, my voice does not sound. I sound like, you know, the other characters that come in, but I don't sound like me. My voice is a little thrashy. You know, that's what happens traveling and everything. And talking for days on end. Well, that's what I do. That's why, the, oh, the show is called Talking to Myself. And uh, let's bring in Mr. Announcer Guy, the the first, the last, the best uh, announcer guy on the show. Mr. Announcer Guy. Hey, Mr. Announcer Guy. Yes, James. Welcome back from Star Wars Celebration, James. Thank you, Mr. Announcer Guy. What'd you do? Can I let you in on a little secret? Y yeah, sure. I was there too. You were? Yes, I was walking around in a General Grievous outfit. <laughs> now you weren't. Yes, I was. Well, that's awesome. I didn't see you. Oh, you didn't, did you? You mean I did? Maybe. Did you have anyone say you're a bold one? Yeah, about uh, 10,000 people. Oh, well, I was one of them. Really? Yeah, I saw you. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so you enjoyed Star Wars Celebration too, then? Yes, I did, James. All right, well, shall we introduce the show? Why not? Give me some music, Mr. Music Guy. No, you mean Jerry, the music man. Jerry, the music man. You got it, Mr. Announcer Guy. Welcome to James Arnold Taylor's Talking to Myself, the Jetcast. Here he is, back from Chicago in Star Wars Celebration, ready to ramble on and on on tangents and stories about things that relate to it and don't. Ha ha, yeah, okay. James Arnold Taylor! Thank you, Mr. Announcer Guy. You got it, James. 
I'm going to go now. Okay. Well, welcome to Talking to Myself. Hank, are you going to go now? You should really, you should go now. You should uh, brush your teeth. Yeah, I'm going to go now. Brush my teeth and uh, then go eat another onion sandwich. Okay, that, you know, see, that kind of defeats the purpose, Hank. All right, he's gone. Well, um, here's the thing I really want to say to all of you that are listening to this podcast that came up to me and said, I love the James Arnold Taylor podcast. Thank you. I, I mean, I would, I would actually guess over 100 people. Over 100 people came up to me uh, throughout, uh, easily over 100 people. And commented on the Jackcast and told me stories of, of how you all like this show and you listen to it and how grateful you are for it. And uh, and did little voices for me. And then so, some of you, you know, said like when you were leaving the table, I'm going to go now. <laughs> and I said, okay, see ya. That's fun. That was that was fun. You know who you are. Uh, and people telling me stories and, and just uh, being so grateful. So for those of you that don't know, I was at Star Wars Celebration signing autographs and uh, and then we did pictures and stuff too and they brought in myself as well as some of my other castmates so uh, we had Matt Lanter Catherine Tabor Ashley Eckstein D. Bradley Baker Matthew Wood Sam Witwer uh, Tom Kane all of us there I wish we had Nika Futterman Corey Burton Jim Cummings Phil Lamar um, and and others uh, T.C. Carson I wish we had everybody there but um, we had a good group of us there we sure did and, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm going to be a little hazy here today. Uh, so, uh, they uh, Tops brought me in to sign autographs. And my first day of signing um, was Thursday, the first day of the uh, convention. And I had a line uh, for four hours. We kept it going. No breaks. We just went through. So, all of you that were there, if you, any of you listening to this that were in that line the first day on Thursday, thank you so much. You were all wonderful. And the next days uh, after that, I had uh, many people for, uh, I, I don't even know how many hundreds and hundreds of autographs I've signed. I, I have no idea. And how many hundreds and hundreds of pictures were taken and photos and, and such. And um, and then many of you, so like um, many of you were in line for other people and their lines were long and I felt bad. So I had no lines. So I would go through the lines and, and talk to you all. So maybe I talked to you there. But Star Wars Celebration is a wonderful place for Star Wars fans to gather. And this particular one had a a really, uh, there was a sweet, gentle, uh, loving kindness to everybody there at this Star Wars Celebration. I've been to uh, many, I've been going to Star Wars Celebration since uh, Star Wars Celebration 3. And that was back in Anaheim. Yeah. Um, And I've been going for a long time. And uh, this one was great. And I've hosted uh, many of them. Of course, most of you know that already. And so, you know, is it hard for me to go as somebody that was a host before and not hosting now? Well, my dear friend Warwick Davis did a tremendous job, as always, uh, hosting the main stage. He did a great job. So that was great. That was fun. It was fun to see him. It was wonderful to see his family. I love his family. And uh, that was a great time. It was also great to see all my friends that run that stage and talk to them and everything, too. I barely got to see any of them, though. And uh, we were, so we had a big uh, Clone Wars panel on Sunday where they showed some clips in the trailer and they brought us all out. Uh, They brought all, they brought most of us out at the end. It was really a a trailer for Ashley, or I mean, a a panel for Ashley and uh, Sam and Dee and with Dave. 
and work. And they all got to uh, share some stories and stuff, which was great. And then uh, they brought us out kind of as a, uh, a cherry on top, I think. Uh, we were we were there the whole time. They brought us they brought us early and we we sat backstage and watched the show from there. I wish we could have watched it actually from the audience's view because it was it was, you know, backstage, it's always harder to hear the monitors and stuff. You're kind of crowding around a little monitor, which is insane. There's a big show going on outside with, I don't know, probably 5,000 plus people and uh, everybody can see and hear it all great. And then we're crammed in the back <laughs> watching on a on an 18 inch monitor uh, and, and you know, going, Shh, I can't hear, I can't hear. Uh, and, and then to see the clips when they would play clips and stuff, we'd have to look at a, at like a little six inch monitor that was a split screen on. So, you know, uh, the experience of, for the actors backstage was kind of like, uh, very different than what you all experienced when you, when you were there, which is great. I mean, you all should be able to see it. I, I just, I, what I would have loved is, is to be able to see the whole thing like that. So I'll have to go back and watch it on online. But uh, anyways, uh, so everybody had a good time there. And I got to see all my old friends, people like uh, Ian McDermott and his his manager is wonderful, Stuart. Stuart Stanley is just great. Uh, so to see Stuart was great. He was giving me a bad time. He gave me a emperor button uh, to wear. So I was wearing emperor uh, the, the, the emperor's button on my, my thing, which... A Jedi wearing that was, you know, it was a big, big favor for him to ask. No, we were giving each other a bad time. So Ian... Had the big announcement. I think that was probably the biggest. Uh, the biggest thing is that the emperor is going to be back from the the trailer. People ask, "Oh, yeah, did you see the trailer?" So I I saw it backstage. Um, <laughs> it doesn't it doesn't work the same way again. You know, everything. <laughs> all of us get to see the things from backstage. It's it's really uh, it's funny, but. Um, so the trailer happened, big announcement, all that. Everybody's excited, and then um, Catherine Tabor and I are backstage with Greg, with Greg Grunberg, and if you know Greg, he's a character actor. He's been in the the films, and uh, he's a good friend of J.J. Abrams. He was in Lost and and all this too. He's a very talented actor and fun guy. And Greg uh, showed on his iPhone. He showed it to us the trailer. So we're sitting back in the green room where it's kind of loud and stuff. And he's got his hand kind of cupped around the speaker so we can hear it. And we're watching, at least he had an iPhone 10 like me uh, because the screen was bigger, but uh, we got to watch, we got to watch the trailer for the new film uh, on Greg Grunberg's uh, iPhone. So there you go. That's, that's the life of a celebrity. But um, uh, yeah, so that, that was the big announcement. The first, I think that was the, probably the first day. Right. And then uh, all the days that followed were uh, fun and, Great stuff. Hayden Christensen was there. Got to meet him. Got to shake his hand. Um, you know, I, I said to my to him, which is weird. So I introduced myself to Anakin Skywalker, Hayden Christensen. Say, I'm James Arnold Taylor. I, I play Obi Wan on the Clone Wars. And what he said to me was, "You guys have done so much for the world of Star Wars and the fan base. So thank you for what you do." Yeah, I mean, isn't that great? What a humble, wonderful guy. Sweet. Good-natured man, uh, not at all like Darth Vader. No, <laughs> he was great, and that was really nice. And then it was really great for him and Matt Lanter to get to chat and and all. But and I got to tell him as well that I liked the movie Shattered Glass, which is one of my favorites that he did. Where it's a, it's a if you haven't seen that movie, I think I mentioned it on the podcast before. See it; it is so good. Um, he does a great job in that playing the guy, I believe his name is Stephen Glass, who was kind of a, um, 
I think he's he's better now, but I think he was kind of a pathological liar. He was making up stories, and it's a fascinating story. But Shattered Glass, uh, starring Hayden Christensen, great movie. Uh, check that out. But uh, he and Matt Lanter got to have a photo together. I took a photo, which I got in trouble for taking, too, by the way. There's a whole story there. I felt bad. I felt really bad. You know, it's not supposed to be that. So, so Hayden and Matt got a photo together, the two Anakins, and... Uh, Somebody was taking it and I was off to the side. So I took kind of a sideways one. So if you saw my Instagram or my, my Twitter feed, you see the photo. And I think after closer looking, after closer examination, it does look like Hayden was either about to blink or was just finishing blinking a little. But I, I, and so he, he, he has his eyes are just closed a little more than usual, maybe. But I thought he looked great. And the sun was kind of hitting. So I, the two of them, I mean, like two of the most handsome guys in the, in the building hanging out together and they both happen to be Anakin Skywalker. Uh, but I felt really bad. I think, I think his uh, management got mad at me for taking that photo. So if, if you're listening, <laughs> of course you're listening to my show, uh, Hayden Christensen's management. I'm very sorry. I did not mean to break any rules or do anything or to uh, anything at all. I was just excited to see my buddy, Matt Lanter, uh, get to uh, get a photo with the other Anakin. Cause we're all just fans. And that was nice. And that's all I was trying to do. Wasn't trying to mess anything up. There's a lot of rules. See, there's a lot of rules in Star Wars when you work in Star Wars. Um, there's no rules. Here's the rules for you as fans of Star Wars. Love it. Enjoy it. Take it in. Okay? Uh, for us, we do have to abide by some rules. Uh, like, um, you know, don't announce things. And Matt, Matt Wood, my friend Matt Wood, I think uh, there was a big th- saying there was a slip of the tongue there that he, he mentioned something about a, a Lego project or something. But, uh, you know, the, the thing to remember is uh, everybody's working on 20 different things. Matt is working on 120 different things because of doing the sound design and acting and all of that. Matt would. So uh, give him a break, everybody. And that includes Lucas and Disney too. If he did slip on anything, give him a break. He didn't mean to. He's doing interviews. That was up on the big Star Wars stage. I got to go up on the uh, Star Wars show uh, with uh, Anthony and it, that was fun. But you know what's funny is I tried to find it on StarWars.com and they didn't they didn't do it. So I don't know if anybody if anybody watched like the live streams. Uh, let me know if if you saw me interviewed on that stage because uh, I didn't see it. And I know Matt Lanter was interviewed on there and Sam and uh, I think D maybe was too. The only one of us they posted was Ashley. And uh, you know it's it, it was kind of a Soka's time I guess uh, on there, which is fine. That's great. I mean, it's great for Ashley, and I'm happy for her. But yeah, they didn't post uh, any of our our videos or our interviews there. Their, ours were short, anyways. But um, they had us there just for a couple minutes uh, and interviewed us. But it's always nice to be on their uh, Star Wars show. They're uh, all very nice people. Andy and Anthony, I like them quite a bit, and uh, ran into them at the restaurant uh, the first night, and they were like, "You're." going to be on the show. And I'm like, really? I didn't know. And it wasn't in my schedule, but then it turns out it was. And so I went on and I was there, like I say, got to watch from backstage while they interviewed the people from the Galaxy's Edge stuff, which was fun. And then went up to them and, you know, because they're all like rock stars now, the Imagineers that created that. And I go up to them and shake my, shake my hand, shake their hand and say, you know, congratulations. It's all looking good. They're like, thanks. And you are, um, but, uh, you know, it's funny. Nobody, nobody knows who I am still, but whatever all of you do. Um, but, uh, there's a new, it's a whole new thing. You know, it's, it's, uh, Disney star Wars. It's all a whole new thing. And it's, you know, it's great. Um, so there you go. But, uh, okay. So then, yeah, I was on the, I was on the star Wars show there. And like I say, I can't find it online, but that's okay. 
And there was, what else did we do? Well, we went out a lot. So uh, Kat Tabor and Dee Bradley Baker and I grabbed a table. And that was always fun. See, the fun stuff is like when we're just hanging out in the hotel. So they put us in the same hotel as everybody else. So, you know, we're going to the lobby and walking through and going to places and stuff, just like all of you. So people would come up to us. Hey, can I get a picture and stuff? And so, yeah, we do selfies with people and all that. The, the, the one rule when you're brought in to do signing for a company is you can't do autographs. Because that's part of the deal when you're at the table. So we signed at the tables, but uh, we would do selfies for people when they're walking by and stuff. Sure. When they asked one person uh, the other day, I felt um, bad on Sunday because normally I, I like to stop and let people take a selfie with me. And I did that quite a bit. I mean, hundreds of selfies were taken with with me, I think. In fact, if you got a selfie with me, uh, post it. I, I haven't seen a lot of them, but a lot of people took selfies with me. So um but uh, one fella was, uh, one young man was asking me, James, James, can I have and I was on my way to the podcast stage. I was running late. I, I needed to be on for uh, coffee with Kenobi, my good buddy uh, Dan Zier over there and all of them. So uh, I was going to be on and I needed to get over there. And so I'm walking and the fellas, can I get a selfie real quick? And so I turn around and I'm, I still need to keep moving. So I'm walking backwards. And I'm trying to say, I'm so sorry, I'm, I can't, I, I actually do not have time to stop. And as I'm saying this to him, while I'm walking backwards, I run smack dab into one of these poles, the big columns that are holding up the building, these gigantic, you know, six foot wide columns, just bammo right into it. And, uh, and my back is still hurting me and my neck, I got a little whiplash. I wish that that fan, if you're listening and you're that fan, I wish you had said, watch out <laughs> instead of just still trying to get me to get that selfie. Uh, but the dangers of being a Star Wars celebrity at a Star Wars celebration walking the floor. No, anyways. So what would I do in the off time? I would uh, hang out with my friends, uh, Catherine Tabor and I, Matt Lanter and I uh, hung out. D. Bradley Baker and I went to dinner one night. We had a lovely dinner downtown, so we went downtown. The convention area didn't have a lot of restaurants that I could eat at because, you know, my diet's a little more uh, restrictive. And Dee's is as well. Dee actually eats very similar to me, kind of a paleo-type diet. Uh, but um, so there's this place, True Food Kitchen, that I love, and they have them down here in uh, Los Angeles. And so I said, hey, I'm making a reservation. You want to go to dinner with me? And Vanessa Marshall and Catherine Tabor were supposed to join us, but they had their rehearsal for the uh, Ladies of the Force uh, show that they did with Ashley and Amy Ratcliffe and uh, some other folks. And that was great. So they had a rehearsal, so they had to miss it. So it was just Dee and I. So Dee Bradley Baker, the voice of all the clones and myself, went to dinner. And we just, uh, boy, I know every person listening would love to have been a fly on the wall or sitting at the table next to us to hear our conversation. And all I can say is, yeah, you would have, because boy, you, you put two uh, grizzled old voice actors together to talk about Star Wars and uh, and voiceover and stuff and just kind of reminisce and have a good time. That's uh, that's exactly what we did. So we had a great time. I, I love D. Bradley Baker like a brother. He is just such a wonderful man, such a wonderful talent. I'm so honored that he would uh, call me friend and that he would take the time to have dinner with me and such. But uh, what an amazing talent and what a, an amazing man and Star Wars fan as well. And so I know many of you probably got your time with D. And if you did, you know what I'm talking about. He's a wonderful man. So we, we just had a blast. 
sitting around reminiscing, you know, we've known each other for gosh, uh, 20 years at least. And so uh, we've worked together on things. So, uh, you know, it's been a, it's been a big, long, long haul. So we just talking about life and voiceover and uh, remember we worked on that together. We did that together. Codenamed kids next door. You know, he was, he was, uh, he was a couple characters on that show, I believe. And I was, uh, I was some regular characters on that show quite a bit. I love that show. Many of you probably know that show. I was I was King Sandy. I was uh, the kind of announcer. I was doing like a Howard Cosell type voice. It's a beautiful day out here today. And uh, I was, uh, yeah, I did a bunch of different voices on that show. It was fun. But um, anyways, uh, so we had dinner and then, uh, you know, you pay the thousand dollar Uber ride back to the... Uh, place. I went to Whole Foods a lot. I had to go to Whole Foods. First thing I do when I get, so what happens when I go to a con? First thing I do, I find where the Whole Foods is, the nearest Whole Foods. And I go and I stock up on water because I get my Mountain Valley water. Mountain Valley water was the official water of the Jat channel, the uh, the YouTube channel uh, and all the shows I did there, like Clone Wars Conversations and stuff. Uh, but uh, they are still uh, a, a great uh, friend to the James Arnold Taylor podcast and everything. And that's really the only water I drink. If I'm uh, not at home, I have a whole I have a whole reverse osmosis water system for my entire house. So the entire house, the entire Taylor household is reverse osmosis. And that is actually thanks to rainwater. They put this uh, this gigantic. It looks like a Star Wars thing in my garage. It's this huge thing with these giant, you know, Bacta tanks basically <laughs> filled with water. So, um, and so every, all the water in the house is drinkable, like purified drinking water, uh, from every spout, every spigot, the shower head, uh, even the toilets flush with clean water. I know, I'm sorry, too much information. Uh, so yes, uh, but, but otherwise I drink Mountain Valley water. And uh, so Mountain Valley water, I go and get myself some Mountain Valley water at uh, the Whole Foods. I get myself some rice and some salad and some veggies and all of that. So I have some things. I get myself some snacks, some oatmeal and stuff. So I fill up my room. So I always have things. I get myself some of those macro bars, which are great. And uh, that's what I did. That was the first night. And then the next day, and I went both days and got myself uh, some food and stuff. And then the first night, uh, Catherine Tabor came over. We... uh, chatted about stuff about star wars and preparing for the day and you know we pray together too cat and i are both believers uh strong believers and uh we we pray for all of you that are at the uh convention and all of you that are not able to make it and are watching from the the you know the internet and uh we pray for us to be you know healthy and make it through and to not put our foot in our mouth or anything or or you know give away any secrets and to bless every person that we see. And so we do that. And then uh, and then Matt and Kat and I get together and we pray because Matt Lanter is also, of course, a believer. So, uh, you know, the three of us, uh, people go, what do you do? You guys all sit around, spend time together. Yeah, we do. Um, a, a lot of it was uh, praying. I was joking around with them. I was like, you know, can you imagine what most people kind of think, what, what we do as actors uh, hanging out, talking about Star Wars, These, you know, because we've been playing these characters for, you know, everybody keeps saying 10 years. That's because the show, it was 10 years, but it's actually been 12 years because we worked on the show for uh, almost two years before it came out. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's really been more like 12 years. It was 2005 when we started working on everything really. So yeah, that's 2005 is, oh man, my math is bad. That's, that's a long, that's like 14 years or something like that, isn't it? Yeah. So anyways, um, but I remember it specifically because the day, the week I got back, I've mentioned this before, probably the week I got back from China with my daughter, which was in November of 2005, 
the next week was when I met Dave Filoni and Henry Gilroy for the first time, and they were casting for Star Wars The Clone Wars. And so there you go. And it was within that year that we all started working together. So yeah, 2005. There you go. Um, and then the movie came out in 2000, what, seven or eight? I don't know. Gosh, yeah, it's been a while. So long time. But what do we all do? Yeah, Kat, Matt, and Jat. We sit around and we pray. We pray for all of you. We pray for uh, each other. And uh, there you go. Yeah, and we, and we talk about life and, and all that too. But this is just kind of a, uh, I don't know, maybe this is a boring podcast today. I'm sorry. I'm just kind of rambling. But I also know that I, I just, I've got to get a podcast out. I want to uh, tell you guys stories. And I don't want to lose my voice, which is uh, kind of crackly. So, you know, I'm just kind of rambling. Uh, free flow. This is a free flowing episode of the podcast. I'm going to, you know, try to get back to it uh, here soon. But um, other fun moments, uh, let's see, Ahmed Best was there, and Ahmed is a dear friend. Ahmed, of course, played Jar Jar Binks, and I am thrilled to death that people are showing love for the character of Jar Jar now, because frankly, the Star Wars fans of my generation that are, you know, four, five, and six only, y'all need to, you actually, uh, you need to cut it out with the whole Jar Jar bashing, all right? That's all way over. It's been so many years. What is it, 20 years since uh, uh, Phantom Menace came out now? Isn't that what they did a big uh, celebration of? And Ahmed Best, Jar Jar Binks, that is, uh, that character is as much ingrained into the culture of Star Wars and acceptable as any other character in the franchise. And it's a great character. So, and I, you know, I actually did, I did discuss with Ahmed the whole uh, Jar Jar's a Sith thing. And we both, I got to tell you, we both really like that idea. And honestly, I think someone ought to either write a book or they ought to uh, make a movie or it should be a show or something. Jar Jar really is a Sith. Wouldn't that be something? I think it'd be something. And, I, and no, I'm going to tell this story. I, you know, I, I don't think Ahmed would be upset if I told this story because he was joking about it. This is, this is, so when people come to your table, most people, so most of the things we sign are collectibles that people have. So you go and you buy a ticket with the folks at Tops, and you you know spend whatever. I have no, I don't even know how much uh, people were spending uh, for the autograph. So I just say thank you because I don't know what you all spent. Um, but uh, and I don't mean that to sound as though I'm disconnected. It's just I it, I try to I try to make my experience about all of you and not about the financial aspects of all of it. So, anyways. When people come up and they want us to uh, sign things, they always have these very highly collectible, you know, posters and pictures and statuettes and toys, and they want us to sign them. And you're, you know, you're dealing with Sharpies, ink, and a lot of times it's paint pens and everything. And they smear if they don't dry or if they get touched too soon. And Ahmed was telling me this story that this guy's got this, you know, poster this of with everybody's signatures on it you know it's all this whole big thing and Ahmed signs his and his hand slips and it's like smears the ink across I'm laughing I'm so sorry if 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 to the person that happened although the person that it happened to seemed like he was a good sport about it and kind of laughed too and you'll understand why I'm laughing the one guy that <laughs> that slips and messes up and whoop and it becomes like a Jerry Lewis routine with the poster is Ahmed Best, the 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 actor that portrayed Jar Jar Binks. And Jar Jar is a klutz. So Ahmed had a Jar Jar moment with this guy's poster and it was hysterical. I was like, you do know it's that's perfect that it happened with you. And he's like, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> 
It was great. Um, met a lot of the folks. Um, I met a lot of the folks because we're in the most of our time is spent in this big green room where it's just us. I mean, now all of you would be like, oh, my gosh, I'd love to be in that green room. You know, but because that's where all the celebrities, all the Star Wars celebrities are. But one person, uh, Bobby Moynihan. Now, Bobby was on uh, SNL for many years, you know, Saturday Night Live and everything. Uh, but uh, he's also, you know, involved in Star Wars now because, you know, he's on Resistance. And so uh, Bobby is a huge fan of it all. So he I remember when he followed me on Twitter uh, last year or something and I was so excited. I followed him back. It was great. And But what a sweet guy. Really funny, sweet just really a, a great guy. So uh, he was great. But all the uh, all the folks, all of the folks on uh, Star Wars Resistance. But Christopher Sean, Chris, Chris plays, uh, how do you say it? Kazuda on the show. And Susie McGrath and Scott Lawrence. Um, they were all just so sweet. I met uh, Myrna Velasco as well. And um, I don't know who else. Let's see. Yeah, Bobby, of course. Um, I'm trying to see if uh, who else might have been there. Well, Donald Faison was there. I didn't get to say hi to Donald, but uh, I've known Donald for a long time. And um, but anyways, uh, a lot of folks on here. There's a lot of lot of folks on on the show. But but Chris uh, Christopher Sean, what a dear soul he is. What a wonderfully talented fellow. And of course, you may know him from Hawaii Five O and such as well. But Christopher, boy, uh, he's gonna be. Uh, uh, a bright light in Hollywood. He was just a, such a sweetheart and he had this great energy. He was so excited. It was great fun to see these folks from Resistance there for like the first time as their first celebration and really getting to celebrate that and stuff. And um, and so it was great. It was great to to get to meet them and to spend time with them. So I spent a lot of time talking with uh, with Chris and uh, backstage about just life and, and everything. And and uh, he was just a, a, a awesome fella. So... So a lot of fun. Who else? Uh, what else? So, gosh, what else did I do? Any other moment? I'm sure there were moments um, that I'm just not aware of. Or I was on, I was on the escalator going up to the green room, and what's his name? Uh, Poe, Oscar, Oscar Isaacs was there. <laughs> That's see, I I do that kind of on purpose. What's his name? Yeah, I don't know. Whatever. Because um, they're they're now the big stars of it all, and so I kid. That's a joke. Oscar, because I know you listen to my podcast, Oscar. <laughs> I did meet him at the last celebration and uh, and I met him there. And there you go. And, uh, and he, yeah, I saw I saw him on the escalator and I saw Kathleen Kennedy. Uh, I was going up. She was going down the escalator. I was going up the escalator. And same with uh, Oscar. Oscar Poe. Uh, Dameron. And, uh, so there was my big, uh, brush with all of the, um, the stars of the, the new stuff, <laughs> but uh, they don't keep them in the same green room. Like they have like a special place for all of them. They won't, they won't, uh, they won't have, have them bending about with the riffraff like all of us. But, uh, so there's still levels. It's still high school, like anything else to a degree, I guess. But anyways, uh, so yeah, there was that. Uh, people uh, got to see the new trailer. People want to know my reaction to the new trailer. Like I say, I, I watched it once on uh, Greg Grunberg's uh, cell phone. I thought it was fine. I thought it was great. You know, I thought it was uh, exciting. I loved the uh, contrast to North by Northwest that they someone did. I think I retweeted that. I think that was really cool uh, on the cinematic front. I think that's really awesome. Oh, and there's uh, some more. Uh, yeah, there's stories that aren't Star Wars related as well that I want to talk about. 
at some point here that I will. But uh, continuing on. So, yeah. And so Sunday was uh, Sunday, Sunday, Sunday. Uh, that's a, ooh, that's another announcer guy. That's a, that's that's not Jake, the announcer guy. That's big uh, monster truck announcer guy. Hey, monster truck announcer guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. How you doing? I'm great. Yeah, everything you do is kind of big and stuttery and all that. You need a name. Yeah, man. Give me a big announcer guy name. Um, how about boss? You're like the boss. That's me. Mr. Announcer Guy, Monster Truck Announcer Guy. All right, we'll see ya. Okay, see you later. <laughs> see, he tricked you there. You thought he was going to do a big exit, but he didn't. All right. Um. Anyways, uh, so Sunday was the big, yeah, Sunday was big Clone Wars Day, and everybody was very excited about that. I, I, everybody was very excited. So, uh, oh, but before that, we did on uh, Saturday... We had our big picture day. So you could get a picture with the Clone Wars cast. And I honestly, there had, there, there was, there was well over a hundred people. There was well over a hundred people that got their pictures taken with us. There had to be. It was nonstop. And they, so here's the thing. If you got your picture with us, please know this. We all were bummed that we didn't get a chance to like talk to any of you, but they had so many people and they, that's the way they do it. They, you take next and then you come in okay don't move thank you next okay don't move thank you next and that's it i mean they just you know we have no control over that because that's that's a separate company and and those folks though that do that i believe it's epic they've got so much they're juggling so please be kind to them they because the service they're providing is a brand new service to cons really all this photo stuff it's only been going on for what like i don't know five six years or so they have their hands full they do a great job and uh, and then they print them out and you get them right then and stuff. It is, But it is a machine and it kind of has to be a machine because there's so many of you that want that. So please understand it's like when you do that, you don't get a real one-on-one -on -one experience with us. That's what, you know, getting the autographs and stuff. We try to give you more time there. And I try to spend time with everybody. But uh, with the photo ops, we don't get that chance. And it's because it's just they they want to get everybody in and out of there. They don't want to have to tell somebody, sorry, you know, Um and so that's why they're doing it. It's not because they're just trying to move us all along like cattle. It's because they really want to make sure everybody gets their photo. And they're good folks. They're, they're wonderful folks that, uh, that we uh, were with. So big shout out to, I was Matt and Mystique that were uh, our photographers and all the crew there. They did a great job. But uh, man, yeah. So we all were just like smiling and nodding. We couldn't talk to each other either. So we we're all, the whole Clone Wars cast in one room at the same time for like an hour and we couldn't really talk to each other because <laughs> we were constantly just having to get our photo taken with people so it was it, it was fun though it was really a fun experience and then sunday we had the big uh the big panel and that panel was um where you all had a chance to see and it's on uh, that's on starwars.com uh, and you can see the whole panel it was an hour long panel on the main stage hosted by Warwick Davis and it was Dave Filoni, uh, D. Bradley Baker, Ashley Eckstein, and Sam Witwer. And then they brought us on, like I say, as kind of a cherry on top at the end. And uh, I wish we, I wish we could have all, you know, in my perfect world, we would have had a kind of a Clone Wars reunion where we recap things more so, kind of of all the years of of Clone Wars, and kind of give everybody a chance to maybe tell some little stories and things. And then in the back half hour of it, then kind of show the clips and then end with that trailer. That's me personally. That's what I would have done, but I am no longer the host of that stage. And 
and all that. So ah, that's good water. Are you drinking water? But I think that that would have been a great way to really uh, super serve all of the Clone Wars fans, all those Anakin fans, all those Anakin Padme fans, because that is a big storyline, too. That is a huge storyline, in my opinion, for uh, fans of Anakin Skywalker and uh, the, the, the Clone Wars and Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith is knowing all of the in-betweens there that happen and knowing about uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin's uh, brotherhood and fellowship there too and their relations to the clones and their relations to the battles and uh, all of that as well. So, you know, I, I think that that's a, uh, that's a huge portion of Star Wars fans that want to know about those things too. So, so I would have uh, probably added more of that stuff and not just done just all about the the new although i i know that's what everybody's interested in but um it was you know you have an hour that's a, a great way to celebrate it but anyways uh so we all went back there and it was just great to all be together we did a big photo shoot and stuff and then uh, we all came out on stage and did our little thing and um and then it's always afterwards, you're always like, gosh, I wish I could have said this. I wish I could have said that. I really wanted to thank Tracy Canobio, who uh, over at Lucasfilm, who does such a great job with everything and is such a huge fan and really rallied for all of us to, you know, get there and be a part of all this. And so a big, huge thank you to Tracy, uh, who is more than likely not listening to this. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, she's busy. She's busy doing Star Wars stuff. Anyways, um, yeah, I think... Uh, I think everybody loved the Clone Wars panel and I'm grateful for everybody there to be uh, up on the stage and seeing all of you. Some people said, oh, James looked very serious. I saw something on, online about that. I was, I think, really just taking in um, on an emotional level all of the thousands and thousands of people there and the lightsabers going and the audience cheering. And um, I was I was trying to be reverent, I guess, uh, but also uh, show my appreciation for all of you. And, you know, um, my heartfelt thanks. So plus it was not, I'm not the host. It's not my place, uh, to do much talking or anything. So I just, uh, was giving everybody else a moment. I've had plenty of time to blather on and on, on a stage at a star Wars celebration or a star Wars event. So it was my time to sit back and watch it all as just one of the actors in it, which is what ultimately I am and grateful to be more than anything. If I never host another star Wars event, uh, would I be sad? Well, yes, of course, only in that um, I love interacting with all of you in that way. But I'm an actor. I'm not a host, uh, first and foremost. Uh, first and foremost, I'm an actor, then then, uh, then a host, maybe. So my job was to be there as a performer. And so I was happy to be there and uh, see you all. So if I looked serious, it's because I was, I was very uh, thankful. I was very thankful for all of you. I was very touched and moved by all the folks that were there. And I was... Uh, allowing, trying to allow as much microphone time to my colleagues, my co-stars and, and allow them to be able to talk and stuff. Although I, I felt like I probably talked too much already. I, I got my hello there in there, which was great. It's so funny how hello there has become such a thing. So we had that big, uh, that big thing. And then how do you end a day like that? Uh, Catherine Tabor and I went, well, Matt Lanter went and put on a, I don't know if you know this, he put on a, uh, like a, what's the black stormtrooper helmet? He put on one of those and he walked the floor. So he walked around on the floor. So, uh, and one person actually recognized him. Went, hey, Matt, isn't that crazy? They knew it was him. They must've recognized his outfit. Uh, but um, so Matt Lanter, Anakin Skywalker walked the floor 
And then Kat Tabor and I went out to uh, dinner to a place called the Little Beat Table, which is a wonderful restaurant. If you live in Chicago and you're looking for a nice, like, especially like a, uh, if you, a couple or something, uh, and Kat and I are not a couple, obviously. She's like my my little sister, but um, a family or a, a, a date or something like, it's just a lovely little bistro called the Little Beat Table. They have one in New York and I love that. I take my wife there when I, when we go there. And so, um. I said, hey, let's go have a nice dinner after a day of thousands and thousands of people. Let's go have a, a nice, quiet little dinner out there and uh, chat about our day, which we did, which was great. And then uh, Matt, after walking the floor, texted and said, hey, bring me a cheeseburger. So, you know, we did <laughs> get him a, a, a hamburger. So that was uh, that was fun. And uh, it was just uh, delightful to spend time with my my co-stars like that. Matt Lanter couldn't be more of a brother to me than uh, than he is. He's just, uh, I think he is one of the uh, dearest souls on the planet and such an amazingly talented actor. I cannot wait to see all of the wonderful things that Matt Lanter does as a performer and uh, when he gets even more opportunities to do even more things. So if you're a, an aspiring uh, writer, director, filmmaker out there, make sure you write stuff for Matt Lanter to be in because... Uh, he is in my in my book he's he's uh, Harrison Ford quality as far as long lasting and uh and performance and and abilities uh yeah he's he's great he's a brother in Christ but he's also a brother to me uh not just from Star Wars and uh and and I am not just saying that because I know that from time to time he actually listens to the show he does Matt Lanter, see, I always joke, oh, nobody's listening to the show. Matt Lanter, the voice of Anakin Skywalker and huge uh, TV and film star that he is, listens to my humble little podcast from time to time. So, Matt, if you're listening, I swear I'm not saying this because I think you're listening. I'm saying it because I'd say it whether I knew you listened or not. All right. And I love you. Okay, there you go. Just from being a great person. And then same, uh, Catherine Tabor. Uh, what a tremendous dear soul. She is, again, one of my dearest friends in the world. And uh, her and I are working on our film. So we spent a lot of time talking about that as well and the excitement about that that we have for this film. That I, So again, the movie I'm making is called Sons and Daughters. And it is a modern day uh, telling basically of the, the parable of the prodigal son, the, the parable that Jesus told. and uh, But with a twist. There's a bit of a twist in it. And... Um, we're going to try to start production on that soon. So uh, as you can see, I'm growing out the beard, growing out the hair, and I have to play somebody much older than myself, which is uh, not a challenge. <laughs> I know. Here's the biggest challenge. Uh, so we're shifting a little here for a second. Uh, we're shifting. We're getting away from the uh, Star Wars conversation. Sorry. I'm talking about my new film that we'll be making. Um, because here's the thing. When I told people there, I'm, I'm making a new movie and that's why I'm growing my beard. They go, oh, are you going to play Obi-Wan Kenobi? <laughs> I can only hope. No, no, uh, no. Uh, Ewan McGregor will do a great job of that. And, and if that ever happens or comes out or whatever, but, uh, so we're making this film and it's, uh, I have, I have a, a script that I'm very proud of and very happy to start shooting. And so we're going to, we're going to start shooting it soon. I don't know where I was going with that. Oh, uh, so it's about a painter. So I'm also having to paint a lot of things. And then I'm also, uh, just coming up with the whole, a backstory. So I will tell you this, the film is shot in documentary format because I love documentaries. And also the nice thing about that is when you're shooting a film on a budget where you have no budget, because I, I, I am actually taking just money out of my own pocket, whatever I make, uh, and putting it into this film right now. I have no uh, financiers for this film yet. 
if I get some, uh, that would be delightful. I would love that. So if you're somebody with, you know, $100,000 uh, sitting around and you want to put it into a Christian film, hey, give me a call. <laughs> uh, but uh, other than that, no, um, I'm just doing it on my own here with the equipment I have and stuff. And so documentary format is the uh, kind of the best way to do that, to keep it to where it, it, it makes sense for the look and feel of it. So we're shooting it in that format. We'll be shooting it in my home. We'll be shooting it uh, in some friends' places and stuff too and calling in some favors. But Vanessa Marshall will be in the film as well as, as a performer in it, and she's got a great part in it. Uh, and my friend A.J. Lacasio has just agreed to play uh, a part in it as well. A.J., if you don't know, A.J. is the tremendous voice actor behind the voice of Marty McFly in the Back to the Future video games. And... And I, of course, was uh, young Doc Brown to his Marty McFly in those games. And uh, I remember when AJ and I first met, he was like so nervous that I was going to be upset that he was voicing Marty because he does a tremendous Michael J. Fox. He sounds more like Michael than Michael does. And um, and that's not an insult. I'm just saying, you know, it's like he just it's it's amazing. Like, yeah. And um so he uh, is a wonderful, and he's on the, what is it, the Crudes or the Cruds? How do you say that show? I don't know, that DreamWorks show. And he's on many other, he's on, uh, oh, he was on Voltron as well. Yeah, and did a great job on Voltron. But AJ is a up-and-coming voice actor and an on-camera actor, and he's a tremendous on-camera actor, actually. His audition for me for this uh, last year, he had done a self-taped audition for the, the role of Samuel, who is the son, uh, one of the sons. He's actually the prodigal son in this film. And uh, this exclusive, by the way, I have not talked about this anywhere else, so only on my, my podcast, which uh, I'm going to give you uh, week by week some updates on my film and how it's going and stuff, too. Uh, so the film, if you don't know the story of the prodigal son, it is in uh, Luke. Yeah, let me let me back up. Let me back up. If you do not know the story of the prodigal son, it is in Luke, the Bible, uh, in the book of Luke, chapter 15. And it is verses 11 through the end, I believe. Yeah, 11 through 32. Now, when I say that, what does that mean? Now, if you're somebody that does not read the Bible or anything, look, again, I'm not preaching Bible at you, but I'm... I I want to uh, I want to just tell you how it all works because just like with voiceover or acting or anything else art or whatever you do there's a language that people speak and then other people if you don't know it you're walking in and you're like I don't understand that so let me explain to you how the Bible works and again I'm not saying it so I can this can be a, a Bible lesson for all of you or that uh, you know I'm I'm preaching at you I'm telling those of you because remember remember the old motto here at the James Arnold Taylor Show know more than you want to know and know what you believe and why you believe it. So if you're somebody that is not uh, a person of Christian faith or faith in in God, that's okay. What I'm saying is, well, you know, I, I want you to be, but what I'm saying is I'm, a, I'm at least going to educate you as much as I can on the way we kind of talk and work and act and all of that with uh, this stuff so you understand it. So because I really, in, in, in my perfect world, People believing whatever different beliefs should be able to come together and not just argue at each other or mock each other. And I, the thing that I love about this show is so many of you that write to me that are not believers in the same way that I am, just say, you know, I like how you just talk about it. And it's just like I, I try to learn as much as I can about everybody else's uh, belief systems and stuff. I want to know that, too, because no more than you want to know. So anyways, the way the Bible works is... It's broken up into books 
And as my good friend Tom Wilson says, the Bible is more not so much a book as much as it is a library. And he's right. There's, you know, 66 books in the Bible, and they are all different stories, and they all somehow connect. And they all tell different stories, some from different perspectives, some from different points of view. Uh, and so you have the Old Testament and you have the New Testament. And the, the Old Testament is uh, Moses wrote most of the Old Testament. And it's it's more of the laws of the Jewish people and the lives of the Jewish people and the stories of, of them from the dawn of time. And then the New Testament was when Christ then became, because it was predicted uh, throughout the Old Testament that a Messiah would come to save the world that God would bring a Messiah, and he did in his son, Jesus. And so then Jesus, so the books were written around that time by the apostles, and the the apostles were the people that followed him. So again, I'm only telling you this because this is the stuff that makes up my belief system. And if you're listening to me and you like my show and you want to know more about my movie and stuff, I'm just giving you a little education as to why I'm making the film that I do. So, in the book of Luke, now Luke was one of the apostles and Luke was a doctor. He was a man of science. He was very much a man of science. And he, uh, he wrote a book to give his testimony of what he witnessed firsthand. So it's not like a bunch of stories. It's his actual recounting of his time spent with Jesus, the man, the human being. And Jesus would tell stories. So this is what I think is interesting. We are all enveloped in story. We all love stories. We love story. We love movies. We love books. We love comics. We love all of this stuff. We love video game stories. Now, uh, well, back then, everybody loved story too. But back then, it was, you didn't have any of the technology. So you'd get together, and if somebody was a teacher or somebody of uh, prominence there that people wanted to hear from because they thought, oh, this is a, a smart person. This is somebody that says stuff that means stuff. They would tell stories. And Christ uh, told parables. Now, what are parables? Parables are simply stories that parallel and, uh, well, let's look it up. Let's, you know what? I can, I can actually tell you what a parable is, but I want, here's what I do. I don't know how much, uh, you all do this, but do you look stuff up when you want to know? So parable, if we go to the dictionary, parable is a noun. It's a simple story used to illustrate a moral or spiritual lesson as told by Jesus in the Gospels, as it says. So Jesus would use parables to tell stories that would then relate to your own life, you see. So when he was trying to explain the love of God for humanity, for everyone, because God loves everyone, no matter what you believe. And I believe that, and I've seen that. So Jesus, who was God incarnate, told parables. And the parable he told of the prodigal son was about this young man, well, there was a father who had two sons and the youngest one got a little fed up with living with this father that kind of gave him everything and took care of him and did all this and kind of was like, I want to, I want to find out for myself. I want to slip and fall on my own. I want to make mistakes on my own. I want to learn what's right and wrong on my own. I want what's mine. Give me my money. So this father uh, gave him his share of his estate, basically his inheritance, which the, was also the son's way of saying, I wish you were dead. Like he was so done with his father. It's like, I'm done with you. You could just be dead for all I care. Just give me what's mine. And the father who was so loving said, okay, son, here it is. Take it. And that son took that money and that all that he had and went to a distant town, a different, a different place. And he became the hotshot in town with all the money and, and all that. And people loved him and uh, because of that. And they wanted from him and they took 
and they took and he partied and um, did a lot of things he shouldn't have done and went out and uh, was used by a lot of people and used a lot of people himself. And, you know, it was kind of, uh, forgive the expression, but sex, drugs and rock and roll for the uh, the young son. And he blew it all. He blew all the money. And then he's feeding pigs in a sty. Now, you have to understand when when Jesus tells the Jewish people that this this guy blew all of his money and he was at the lowest of lows by saying he was somebody feeding pigs, which Jewish people regarded as an unclean animal. This was saying this is the bottom of the barrel. This is as low as you can go. Right. You know, it's kind of like, you know, okay, Star Wars fans, you know, it's like Anakin is a slave on Tatooine. Like it doesn't get much worse than that. Right. <clears throat> so that's kind of the story there. Right. And this guy comes to his senses. It says he's like he's feeding pigs and he's like, I would eat the, the slop these pigs are eating. He's that hungry. He's that out of it. So he goes, I'm going to go. What am I? What am I crazy? My my father's servants have food and clothes and a nice place to sleep. I'll go back and I'll just tell him, look, I'm sorry. Let me just be one of your servants because I realized I totally messed up. So the son goes back to the father and the father is out in the fields and he sees his son walking and his son is tattered and bruised and broken. And instead of this father seeing the son going, ah, uh uh-huh, coming back to me, huh? Yeah, sure. The father runs to the son. He runs to the son and he grabs him and hugs him and kisses him and loves him and says, you're back. I thought you were dead, basically. You're alive. And he loves him. And the son tries to give his whole speech of like, no, I'm not worthy. And the father's like, I won't even hear it. I'll, I'll have none of that. Let's let's have a feast. Let's have a party. So they have a big party to celebrate that the son is there. Now that is so. Uh, and then, okay. And so then let me, uh, let me finish the story first. There's an older brother. There's a second son, which we mentioned. And the, that older brother sees all of this and goes, what the what? Are you kidding me? I, I, I've been working for you to the father. I've been working for you like my whole life. I, I do everything right. I do all, I follow all the rules. I follow all the rules. I do whatever you say. I honor you always. And the thanks I get is I get to go in and watch this guy who blew your money and disgraced our name and was a total jerk. Uh, come back home now going like, oh, I'm sorry. And then you give him a party. What's going on, dad? Come on. And the dad says to that son, everything I've ever had is yours, just like it was his. And whatever you want, you could have always just asked. I didn't, I didn't ask you to follow every rule that way without coming to me and talking about it with me. I didn't ask you to do it resentfully. I didn't ask you to do it uh, to, to, to prove your value and worth to me because I don't need that. Your value and worth to me is just the fact that you are that you exist. And my proof of that is how much I'm loving you and your brother now. We've got to rejoice. So in that parable, when people were asking, you know, what is God like? Jesus is basically saying God is that father. And each one of us is one of those two sons in one way or another at some point in our life. And sometimes maybe we're both. I have been both of those sons. I have walked away from God. I have lived a life away from God where I wasn't paying attention to him. And then I've lived a life where I'm paying so much attention to God that I'm getting, you know, 
conceited about it. And I think that, you know, a lot of folks, a lot of you listening maybe that have had problems with either family or friends that are Christians is a lot of times we end up, and I, I've been guilty of this myself in my life, um, kind of holding up what we do and what we have and our truth because, we, you know, we, of course, if you're a Christian and you believe in Jesus and you believe in the truth of that, you believe that is the truth, that is the gospel. And so that's it. And so a lot of times what happens is people then end up holding that up over people instead of for people. Does that make sense? And, and so with the prodigal son story, you, what I want to be, and, and actually what I play in the film is the father, the one that goes, you know, it doesn't matter. And we all make mistakes because that's really, I think, see, again, the, the older son folks, folks that are like the older son kind of want to put all these standards and things into play to all of you or to me or to all of us to say, this is how you believe in God. This is what God expects. You know what God expects? God expects that you're going to mess up. God expects that you're going to do good things and then mess up again and then maybe do some more good things and then mess up again. Just picture it, like, especially if any of you have children, watch your, your child, okay? Watch them when they're learning to walk and think of how when they do and they kind of fall and you go, oh, oh, hang on, kiddo. And then you, you pick them up and you hold them and they're holding your fingers and you're kind of walking with them and all that. Or, or if you have nieces and nephews or if you can remember being yourself, a little kid just trying. And, and the father watches in delight and knows that each little mistake and every little thing builds, as I've said many times before, more strength in your life, builds you up, builds character, builds strength, and hopefully gives you the eyes to see that the father really is looking at you with love, not judgment. Okay? Not judgment. So in my film, I try to tell the story and AJ is going to play the younger son and I'm playing the father. So he's actually playing my son in this. But there's a twist as well with Kat's character, which I'll get to. But so there's this, this whole balance of figuring out who you are in the story. And that's really it. And, and again, my story doesn't totally parallel it because uh, Samuel, the character of Samuel, goes off in different directions. It changes a little and there's some stuff that happens. And that's not necessarily the focus. The focus is not the prodigal son. The focus is more on uh, all the characters uh, really as a whole. And it doesn't totally do it. Anyways, I'm, I'm off on a tangent. doesn't matter. So my job on this podcast is, again, and I'm sorry for those of you that are like, look, I just want to hear you talk about Star Wars and stuff. Now you're giving like a, a Bible lesson. Well, it's a life lesson. And it's, it's also uh, insight into me. Because if you're listening to this podcast, uh, hopefully it's because you're interested in me as a person, not just as a voice actor, or not just to hear me talk about, you know, hanging out with Frank Oz or Ian McDermott or Matt Lanter, you know. Um, but to hear about who I am as a person. And who I am as a person is this person that is a Christian first and foremost, above all else. And my job is to explain to people the best I can that as a Christian, my job is not to judge anyone. My job is to show as much love as I can and offer a cup of cold water to those in need. And this podcast can be that cup of cold water for anybody that is struggling, that is depressed or that is sad or that is trying to find their way in life, no matter what they believe. And even if at the end of the day, they choose to not believe in what I believe, but want and need encouragement. We all want and need encouragement and that God does not judge any of us for who we are, what we are, how we are in that way. Uh, and he does not call any of us to judge that. Now, ultimately, God is the ultimate judge, but you know what he does? He loves us. That's 
his, his judgment is, I will love you. I will love you. You have free will. And if you choose to be away from me and if you choose to live outside of my love, I can't help that. But you, because of the free will I gave you. And isn't that actually a greater love of a father to give their children everything they want? So in other words, the father in the parable of the story of the prodigal son gave his son free will. He gave his son everything he asked for and let his son discover on his own the trials of life. And when his son realized his error, he came back to him and rather than judge him, he loved him. And that's what God does. He does actually do that. He loves us that way. And it's my prayer that everybody listening to this would someday have that experience with God. Again, no matter what you believe, that you would have an experience with God that shows you that he does love you no matter what, that he, he, he loves you no matter what, no matter what you've done, no matter who you are, no matter what you've said, no matter what you feel, he just loves you. And that's my job as a Christian as well, is to show love for you and compassion for you and understanding for you and help you to see better that God is awesome. He really is. He's really awesome. And he's just neato. He's neato torpedo. Okay. Um, but the film, Sons and Daughters, is kind of a telling of that, but not really because it's told from a documentary filmmaker's perspective. And the documentary filmmaker is played by Catherine Tabor. And the character's name is Lydia, which, yes, I named her after my daughter. So Lydia Drake, this filmmaker, interviews uh, this painter, Gregory Davidson, who I play. And Gregory has two sons. And A.J. Lacasio will play one of the sons. And Josh Duval Preston will play the other son. It's Matthew and Samuel are the sons. And my character is kind of a, he's an artist and he's kind of a Willy Wonka in that nobody really knows anything about him. Nobody's ever been able to uh, find out about him. And this documentary filmmaker gets a once in a lifetime opportunity to interview this guy and go to his house and interview him and find out about him and find out about his paintings because he, he, he was a very famous artist for a short time in the 90s and the 2000s. And he painted these paintings that people are intrigued by because in the paintings, there's a hidden painting and people want to know what the hidden painting is. And so uh, this filmmaker, Lydia, uh, gets to interview him and find out about him. But she also is on her own journey because she never knew her own father who uh, was a mystery to her and her mother left her a painting that is supposedly a painting by my character, Gregory. So she's trying to find out why her mother owned this painting that my character painted and who her father is and if he's connected to Gregory or if he is Gregory or whatever. Uh, because Gregory's older than her. So again, that's why I'm growing this beard. I have to be older. And I am I am much older than Catherine Tabor already. But um, I play I play kind of the the old man character in this and everybody else is the young, <laughs> the young folks in it. But uh, so it will be a story, an interesting story. I know it's an interesting story. It's a fun story. And I hope you all like it. And I'm just giving you a little insight into it. But to do that, I needed to uh, drink some water. Uh, I needed to give you some insight into the parable of the prodigal son. Oh, so what I was going to say is uh, also, so the Bible is broken up into these books and then each book is broken up into chapters and then each verse, every line in those chapters is numbered. So you would say Luke 15 verses 11 through 32. Those are the lines of, 
of dialogue, if you will, the, or the, the, the sentences, the stories in there. And so it's all numbered. Everything is numbered within the Bible there. So you can find things, so you can reference things very quickly and easily. And so for those of you that don't know the Bible, that's, that's what we say. We'd say Luke. So if you've ever heard that, like, you know, scriptures, you know, John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever shall believe in him will have everlasting life. Um, John, so it's the book of John, it's chapter three, and it's line 16, the 16th sentence in that book. So that's how the Bible works. And it's fun. You know what? If you've never read a Bible, if you've considered it, or you're curious about it, and again, even if you don't believe in it, even if you want to read it to disprove it, Disprove it for yourself. Don't disprove it because Bill Maher or somebody else uh, in Hollywood told you it's a lie or someone that you know said it's a lie. Read it yourself. Ask for wisdom. And if you can say, God, I don't even believe in you. But if you do exist and this book really is from you, uh, open my eyes and show me that. Because guess what? If he's real, he'll do that, right? If there really is a God that created all things, he's big enough to hear you, see you, and get to you and uh, share with you. And, you know, and some people read the Bible and have these huge awakenings. Lee Strobel, the uh, author and, and writer of many books, The Case for Christ, was an atheist and he did not believe in it. And his wife became a, a Christian. And he got so angry about her doing that is that he, as a reporter, went, I'll disprove the crucifixion of Christ and all of that and the life and death and resurrection of him. And so he went and spoke to experts on both sides uh, all over the world. And the conclusion he came to was, God exists. Christ was real. Same conclusion I came to. Same conclusion C.S. Lewis came to. Same conclusion Charles Spurgeon came to. Same conclusion that uh, Martin Luther came to. Same conclusion that Paul the Apostle came to after being knocked off his horse and blinded by Christ after he was he was convicting Christians and, and uh, responsible for some being murdered and stuff because he hated them so much. So, so anyways, there you go. This James is Bible thumping. Whoop, sorry. No, I'm, I'm really trying not to. And I really try not to. I really try to just tell you my perspective of it all. And I'm saying, look, the burden's not on me. Go ahead, read it for yourself. If nothing else, look, if, you, if you're interested in reading a Bible, read, uh, you know, Luke there, the parables are great. But I, I always recommend people read the book of John first because it kind of don't start at Genesis. You start at Genesis, you're going to be like, what? I'm confused and this and that and the other. Start in John and learn about Jesus and learn about God's love for you first, because uh, I think people tend to go to the Old Testament and go, God's this big, angry God that convicts people up above and stuff. And he's not. But um, and I know people would argue that you may be arguing with me right now saying that I'm just saying, look, give it a shot if you want. And if not, and, and, and if you don't believe in it, read it anyways, so you can at least for yourself know why you don't believe in it. Don't believe don't disbelieve in something simply because somebody else tells you to disbelieve in it, just like I'm telling you. You don't need to believe just because I believe, okay? You need to believe on your own and you need to find answers on your own. But I'm here to say, yeah, I found it and this is my journey and this is really cool and I'm happy to share about it. But do not simply believe because James Arnold Taylor does, all right? That's, that's the big thing. Find out everything for yourself. That's the best part of life, learning for yourself, finding out what makes you grow in life. Okay. That's the big lesson for today's podcast. You know, we were going to take some uh, emails, uh, but boy, we're running out of time quickly. I just kind of rambled on and on, didn't I, for a long time. And that's okay. 
but it's also, uh, <laughs> it takes up a lot of time. I get so many emails. I'm so far behind on emails lately and uh, I'm so sorry. And I wish we had time for uh, doing more emails and stuff. But uh, so rather than bring Bob in, I'm just going to bring, uh, I'm just going to, I'm just going to read one or two here. Here's a neat one from Daniel in the UK. He says, um, he, he gives me some very nice things. He had messaged me before in November and everything. He says, I just want to let you know how much your podcast affects my life and my happiness. I started university in September. University, so for all of you in, in the States here, when he says I started university, it means he, he started going to college. Uh, in September, and the change in my life has obviously been rather dramatic and at times quite hard. I am very fortunate to have many wonderful people around me and in my life who are always rocks for me to lean on. But like anyone, I often find the greatest joy in focusing on something other than real life. I have hobbies and interests, but your podcast, which actually started around the same time I started university, I believe, has had the most tremendous impact on my mind and my happiness. I'm always amazed at how you manage to be so joyful and uplifting and inspirational every single time. These hours to hour and a half are some of the best times for me as you inspire me, entertain me, and also make me laugh. I adore every one of your characters with my favorite being Reginald Don't Call Me Reggie. Maybe because he's a Brit like me. Right, right, right. Yes, Daniel. Yes, I agree completely. Okay. Uh, in addition, it's always wonderful to hear you talk so openly and positively about your faith. I, too, am a Christian Catholic as opposed to Lutheran, which I am Lutheran. Uh, but there are obviously some big similarities there. As I've grown older, I am having I was having problems with my faith and my beliefs as when you are raised a certain way. I think it's only natural to begin to question if that truly is right for you. However, hearing you speak so positively of your experiences of God and his kindness have really made me think a lot about how I want to live life. And it is reinstalled me with a new renewed sense of purpose and faith. I want to thank you for that. It amazes me how someone so far away from me and where I am can have such a big impact on my life purely from just being kind and wanting to help people. I really cannot express enough how much your podcast means to me and how much I enjoy it. I take every chance to tell people about it and I hope it has many, 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 many more episodes in the future. Can't wait for each and every one. I'm sorry for the rambling, but I hope that you eventually read my letter and are uplifted by having helped so many and someone else enjoy life so much. I try every day to see life in the same light as you. Thank you, Daniel. Daniel, thank you so much. I, I think that that sums it up because I think that sums up what I was trying to get to uh, here in sharing with you all about my film, uh, Sons and Daughters, which is going to be starting production soon, and my belief system and stuff. Again, never to be preachy, but just to say I have something in my life that is very exciting, and that is finding that, that God cares for me and takes care of me, and when I ask him for help, he helps me. And that's not just instantaneous for everybody and everything, but it's it's just the way it is. I don't know. I can't. I, I don't know. I pray for every one of you. And I was so touched at celebration by all of the folks that came up to me and said thank you for the podcast. And and then getting letters like Daniel's here. That's what this is supposed to be about. That's what life is supposed to be about. You know, Hollywood and politicians and everybody. They all just need to look. I was going to say shut up, but that's negative. And I, I just don't even want to be negative about it. I I, I want. I pray for everybody. I pray for everybody that disagrees with me. I pray for everybody that dislikes me. I pray for everybody that doesn't think the way I think. Uh, and, and I don't pray, oh, that they would just like me and think the way I think. I pray for them to have the best life possible. You know why? Because that's what it's supposed to be about. It's not supposed to be about being angry. And I've spent enough of my life being angry about things and getting upset about stuff. And we all do. And it's just not worth it. And we all will have bad days. I'll still have days where I get cut off on the freeway and I'll... I'll 
be tempted to kind of go razzamazza frazza about that person that cut me off. But really, at the end of the day, while you're listening to this podcast and what I really want from all of you is for you to find peace in your life and to get those moments. That's what this is supposed to be. As, as Daniel said, it's these moments to escape for a little while and to just not worry or think or fret about everything else because worry will take care of itself. Think about things you were extremely worried about five years ago, and you may need to really think hard to even remember them now. And that's kind of the point. These worries that are hitting you today will not always be there. And love that people that love you, friends that love you, that believe in you, and God's love, which is eternal, will never go away or pass. And those feelings of love should far outweigh those feelings of frustration and anger. So give it up for yourself, for your own good. Take some time. Close your eyes. You know what I'd ask each one of us to do after this podcast today? While you're still kind of in that zone of listening and stuff, and if you're not driving, take five minutes. Close your eyes. Do some of the jat deep breathing. In for four seconds. Hold for eight seconds. Blow for blow out for... Wait, hold for seven seconds. Blow out for eight seconds. Um, and think of nothing if you can. Try to picture a beautiful sunset. Try to picture the water crashing at the beach. Try to picture, uh, you know, space, whatever, something beautiful. And just take that time without anything going on. No, you know, just quiet if you can. Then put on one of your favorite songs that really inspires you or chokes you up or gets you dancing or makes you happy. Then reach out to someone that has affected your life and tell them you love them. Okay? Five minutes of time for yourself quiet, meditative time. Then put on something that makes you happy and then reach out to someone that you love. And I'm going to challenge some of you, maybe reach out to someone that you need to forgive. All right. Normally I end the show reading uh, something as somebody, but you know what? We're, we're at the 90 minute mark or pretty darn close to it actually. So let's, uh, I'm just, I'm, I'm just grateful to be back home and I'm, I'm happy to spend this time with all of you. So Mr. Announcer guy. Yes, James. Do the whole legal mumbo jumbo. All right, here we go. Talking to myself, the James Arnold Taylor podcast is a production of Yumi Go Inc. Recorded at Chat Studios. Engineered, written, recorded, and produced by, you guessed it, James Arnold Taylor. All voices are parody and should be construed as entertainment only. All music and sound effects used with permissions and licenses through backtracks, digital juice, production tracks, and partners in rhyme. James Arnold Taylor's Talking Myself, the podcast, copyright 2019, all rights reserved. Let's, you know, somebody uh, at my um, table, the line, said, uh, oh, read something. I wish you'd read your whole book, Jat 365, as Obi-Wan Kenobi. But uh, I, I'm, I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. But uh, I will read. I'll close this show out reading uh, from my book, Jat 365. If you don't know it, it's 365 Daily Inspirations for the Pursuit of Your Dreams. It's Jat 365, James Arnold Taylor 365. It's a daily devotional. And I'll read day 176, which I just opened to. I just happened upon this one. But I think it's... I, I, you know what's funny is I think it's perfect. And see, this I, you have now witnessed one of the little miracles, one of the little God winks that my friend uh, Squire Rushnell talks about. Here I was saying all that stuff, and then I randomly opened to a page in my book, Jat 365, to read as Obi-Wan Kenobi to end the show. And this is what it is. Day 176. It's all a part of it. I know it's hard to be happy all the time. So remember sadness, anger, and frustrations are a part of life as well. 
When you feel them, understand them and look to the goal of putting them aside when they have run their course. Then, hold on to what brings you joy and let go of the negative. Let it go. Or I should say, let it go. My friends, there are no mistakes in this life. And that's proof right there. And to me, that's a little God wink that God's saying, I'm here with you, James. And those of you that believe in him will say, yeah. And those of you that don't may go, whatever, you wrote a bunch of positive things. Of course, you're going to open to something that makes sense. But that particular line was exactly what I was saying beforehand. And I promise you with all my heart, I did not plan that. Love you all. I believe in you all. Thanks for listening to the James Arnold Taylor podcast. We'll talk to you soon. Uh, uh, Not next week, but the week after, because we're going every other week for now. I'll update you more. And thank you so much. Bye-bye.